You're listening to Open Data Discussions, where we will share stories on sustainable open data, effective programs, and most of all, effective leadership. My name is Jason Hare, the Open Data Evangelist for Open Data Soft, and I'll be the host of this series. Today on our show, in our third episode, I'm joined by Janelle Bailey, Enterprise Data Strategist from the town of Cary, North Carolina. Welcome, Janelle. Hi. And how about you introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, yes. I am Janelle Bailey. I am working in the IT department at the town of Cary, where I am a big champion and advocate of data. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, so the town has adopted data automation through the use of platforms like Waze, uh, managed Salesforce. How did the town accomplish this and uh, what was your role in making all of this happen? We developed and executed a number of data integration strategies, including ETL processing, as well as leverage opportunities to utilize middleware. And as a part of that team, the innovation and analytics team here in the IT department, we really focus on quality and on-time delivery of data. And to do so, we really look at innovative ways. We are all about creating the town that does not exist. So we also champion the value of the town's data's use externally. And that's why we we welcome engaging in partnerships such as Waze as well. Very cool. Um, so just to uh, riff just a little bit, um, I was at, uh, you, you know about Chatham Park, the 7,000 acre Absolutely. Thing they're building out there in Pittsburgh. So I was at the Chatham Park Developers uh, Conference, right? So there was Intron and ABB and all those folks there. And there was a, a random person in the audience because you know, they were talking about how they're going to share data about the about this uh, construction effort, right? And uh, everybody's like uh, hemming and hawing about how they're you know have these data silos or cylinders of excellence, is what I like to call them. And some guy in the back goes, hey, the town of Cary's got this great data portal where I can see everything that's going on that's awesome. in, the, in the town of Cary. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, why can't you guys just do that, right? And so um, uh, have you found that uh, what you're doing in the town of Cary has affected other municipalities around you? Absolutely. Uh we, when we launched the Open Data Portal last year, we wanted to do a little something different. We did not want to just put a bunch of data sets out there for the sake of having data sets out there. So we really, really focused on the storytelling aspect just so the data can actually resonate with the, the average citizens. So I'm really seeing surrounding communities really adopting that strategy and really telling stories with their data. Very neat. Um, I, I did notice that uh, there are seasonal stories too. Like uh, I find absolutely. That, that, <laughs> that just absolutely uh, phenomenal that uh, you, you're, the town is taking the time to write stories that are appropriate for the season. For example, your snowplow story, um, the water consumption stories, and uh, um, who actually makes those stories? I, I hear that. You have some interns. Absolutely. We have had the opportunity to work with excellent 
uh, uh, interns over the summer. We have current partnerships with uh, Apex High School's AOIT program, as well as Wake Tech Analytics. So we've so we've been able to leverage students from those programs, and they've been really, really creative with those stories. However, we really wanted to do more because we wanted citizens to be able to tell their own stories using Carrie's data. Yeah. So now we do have a link on the portal where citizens can submit their own stories. So I would encourage those that are listening to go on our, on our portal, data.townofcarrie.org, and submit a story. Very neat. All right. So I also heard um, through the grapevine that uh, you're developing an open data policy. And uh, I wanted to just ask you, um, why is developing an open data policy important for the town? Well, an open data policy is important for many reasons, but really all of those reasons lead up to ensuring the maturity of that open data portal. We want to make sure that we keep it fresh. And in the policy, we want to indicate how to optimize and access and release data. And it just shows that we are dedicated to the transparency of of the town and engaging with the data community. Neat. Okay. And then, does your department spend a significant amount of time on ensuring open data quality? And if so, what are some of the steps that you make in ensuring sound data governance? Absolutely. We spend a tremendous amount of time transforming data into <laughs> data just to prepare prepare it for analysis. So we have several methods that we use to test the quality before we deploy those data sets into production. Uh, we've, we've also have published data standards and best practices, and we've hosted uh, data governance websites here on our campus. And we're also very, very proud to be a new city to the What Works Cities family. In, along with Sun, Sunlight Foundation and John Hopkins University, which is just a network of communities that are focused on data and transparency. It's a tremendous value to be able to connect with our peers. Um, WWC, What Work Cities, has a large footprint with the cities in North Carolina, too, so many of our neighbors have also engaged with them. Yeah, I think Durham. Also, right? Durham also, yes. Yeah. So is there anything else you can share about uh, your experience with what works cities? Like, um, you know, has, uh, has this been something that you think can be baked into, um, but basically, I've noticed with uh, managing other open data programs mm -hmm. that uh, there's the technical aspect of implementing open data processes and all that. Mm -hmm. Then there's the people readiness part. So oh. have you seen that What Works Cities has helped uh, business units kind of adopt the whole concept of open and kind of embrace that? I think the What Works Cities engagement is helping us address both the technical aspect and the engagement part. Um, we really, like most municipalities, we really kind of struggle getting some, some buy-in um, so what work cities is really kind of helping us turn those tables around for us and people are very very excited about what what they've been able to do yeah. and what we've been able to do with them and there's something to be said with working with organizations that have worked on similar projects and have had success in many many other cities oh, okay all right that's cool um do you, do you have any cities in mind that are particularly inspiring for you that have, that 
you kind of look to and say, oh, yeah, that's really cool what that city's doing. Well, yeah, I, I actually do have a couple of cities in mind, uh, and I, I actually just really want to go with the ones that have significant portals. I love the fact what LA is doing with their LA city portals. Um, I, their What Works Cities engagement has really, really kind of focused on their performance measures. Uh, I think that's an excellent site. Uh, did have an opportunity to uh, talk with some folks from the city of Cincinnati. I really like what, what they're doing with their open data footprint as well. Yeah, that one's, uh, I think, pretty citizen-driven. Um, I've talked to those folks before, too. They're, they're very, very committed. Yes. Uh, so I also see that several of your colleagues in uh, the town of Cary had, uh, smart city venues from Austin to Barcelona. Um, you know, I also, in my job with Open Data Soft, I spend a lot of time on the road. And I'm impressed that at every venue I go to, there's usually a town of carry person <laughs> there. Um, so with all these uh, attendances of these venues, uh, what have these achieved in terms of recognition for the town and its staff? Well, we, we see tremendous value in tapping into the Internet of Things. Since IoT is all about connectivity, it can be a great value to the town and really change the way a city is ran. Our simulated smart cities program is led by our chief information officer, Nicole Ramundo and Terry Yates. They utilize the town's campus uh, because it includes everything that you would actually find in a city. My colleagues are simply just getting the word out and saying, hey, we're doing something great here in Cary. And through that recognition, we have been able to generate substantial interest in, with vendors interested in partnering with us, as well as other cities and, and citizens. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, in fact, I, uh, last week, uh, the CIO, Nicole, was um, one of the judges at NC Data Palooza. Absolutely, right? and, yes. Yeah, and uh, she was also a, a speaker there as well. So, and she just got some recognition of her own from NCTA, right? The North Carolina Technology Association. In 2016, we joined Nicole for to receive her award for CIO of the Year in the public sector. Nice. Okay. So um, this is a, if you haven't, that's totally cool. We can uh, talk about something else. But have you had a chance to read the Civil Analytics Network's open letter to the open data publishing community? Absolutely. And as a data professional, it just resonates with me. I'm always concerned about accessibility and usability and really engaging with what our, our citizens and our, our data advocates really want to see. So improved practices and this ease of use is always a goal, especially when we're thinking about maturing our data, our, our open data portal. Other nuggets like versioning and beefing up the metadata just makes sense. So especially when you're trying to increase your traffic flow and the use of your portal. So in Cary we realize we we realize the importance of geospatial data. We use it in every day in our day-to-day -day job. Uh, we've we've actually had a website Maps Online um, available for for use for several years but as we expand our open data footprint, we will be flushing out that geospatial world more. Very cool. 
So let's let's talk a little bit about you. So, because okay. um, you know, I I talk to open data program managers, and I know you do a lot more than just managing the open data portal. But um, one of the things about this podcast is we like to uh, kind of talk about a day in the life of, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you know, this is this is probably one of the most public facing jobs, and certainly at the municipal level, and uh, it's also um, can be a, a fine line that you have to walk between uh, engaging the public and then also not pushing the envelope too hard on the government side. Right. right. So uh, tell us uh, more about you and how you came into this role. And uh, I'm sure open data managers across the country want to learn from your experiences. And then uh, I'll follow up and, and uh, close with a question, what books and papers and blogs do you like to read? So let's start with what how did you get into this role, and, and uh, like how long you built town of carry everything about it? <laughs> I have been working with data exclusively for nearly 20 years. Uh, I graduated from North Carolina Central University with a degree in computer information systems, and I do have a background in both financial analysis as well as healthcare analysis before I actually came here to the town of Cary. Um, I am very, very passionate about data. Uh, my kids will tell you, I tell them that nearly everything that we do actually creates data. Um, I am an advocate for data, but I'm in love with story storytelling with data. Um, so over the years, I've had to wear many, many different hats from analyst to transforming data, um, project manager. I believe I was a data scientist before there was even any data scientists on record. Um, but my favorite hat is the ability to be a mentor. Um, as I stated earlier, we are working with um, several local institutions where I have the opportunity to mentor uh, several students that are really interested in making a career in data and IT. And I, I, I really, really enjoy that. I am a strong, strong advocate for community service. I belong to several community service organizations, one of which our motto is uh, service to all mankind. So as this year, I actually had the opportunity to go to several events, local community events um, around data, and I've, I've taken advantage of those opportunities in the past. Um, City Camp was an event that, that I actually went to um, this year, um, and if you don't know about City Camp, it's a, it's a local venue where we get to engage, we as local government employees get to really kind of engage with the civic hacking community um, about all things data related. And it really just, I love that type of engagement because it really just opened up my eyes in a different way that you can actually serve your community. Yeah. Was this the first time you'd been to NC? Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. I've been okay. there before, but I, I actually was wearing a different hat. I've been there before, more mainly as an analyst, and I, I was wearing my strategist hat this time. It's, nice. I was wearing, I was trying to figure out, okay, what can I bring back to the town of Cary? What kind of partnerships? What kind of interest in data? How can we help? How can we apply this public engagement opportunity to our current strategy? What was the? Um, I, I didn't get to go to city camp this year. What was your? Uh, what was the? 
big takeaway that what was the the pitch or the the suggestion that you that you brought back that you thought was the most interesting? Well, I actually was pitching for one of the unconference uh, sessions, and my pitch actually um, was able to go on to a session. I was very, nice. very, I was very, very grateful for that. Yeah. But we are in the town of Cary. There is a Code for America brigade, Code for Cary. And really, what I was seeing that Cary and Asheville and Durham and some of the other communities in North Carolina is really seeing a fall off in um, participation from citizens for that for those brigades. And the brigade is very very important with us. It's just another opportunity for us to engage with with our citizens. Um, so I was actually pitching a session where we could just ideate about how we can, you know, rejuvenate this dying, uh, this dying um, code for carry uh, brigade, so we can so we can breathe new life into it and work side by side with them to help us solve some some use cases in carry. Do you think that's going to be successful, and do you think that? Um uh, there has been kind of an injection of new life into the local brigade here? I think that it can be successful and I think it will be successful. I think the key is to really focus on the youth as well. Um, we do have um, some seasoned members, um, but in order to continue to grow, we have to bring youth in. We have to bring youth that are in college, or people that are like new professionals in the area, the ones that really, really have moved to the community and are advocating a better to live in a better community. That is really cool that you said that. Um, I really do believe that uh, without diversity, without like being more inclusive, um, and I've blogged about this in the past where I, I thought that the open data community uh, can tend to be a little clickish, mm -hmm. right? And, um, but it's efforts from folks like you, from like Jason Marshall, from like Sam McClinney, that kind of open the door and makes the uh, open movement more inclusive. So thank you very much for everything you're doing. Um, so last question, um, what inspires you? Like what books or papers, blogs, people, mm -hmm. Do you follow that um, kind of gives you uh, hope? <laughs> <laughs> what gives me hope? Well, I, I am a subscriber to GovTech. I, I feel like at this level you, you should be at least subscribing to that. But I'm just really a big, big advocate of really geeking out on the, the social media community. Yeah. So I do have a few Slack channels that and a few other social media um avenues that I really use to discuss with my fellow data geeks so I get a good combination of what's going on in the world of data. Very good. Uh, I, one social media channel I find really interesting. So I was at uh, Civics Park. Did you happen to go to that? That was the Durham one. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was this person uh, that was introducing the whole Civics Park thing mm -hmm. and she was talking about the social media channels. Oh yes. And mm -hmm. she said, and does anybody still use Twitter? <laughs> like, uh, well, I think that's where mostly open data people kind of hang out, right? So I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So everybody, I think everybody in the open data community uses Twitter. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so do, do you follow 
anyone like internationally, or they're all pretty much uh, Americans, or um, I don't have I don't have anybody that I follow internationally. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'd love I'd love to follow folks if you've had some suggestions. Uh, well, um, there's one person in particular. Uh, he's no longer really practicing in open data. I think he actually retired. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's Sir Francis Mott. And uh, uh, the reason I, I, I like Sir Francis Mott is he came up with my go-to phrase and people ask me, like, what is open data supposed to do, right? And I, I use mm -hmm. his phrase. So he said, enhanced access, engender trust, better decision making, right? And right. But he doesn't use the word transparency. Right? Okay. So, but so that enhanced access, I think, is really uh, an interesting turn of phrase. And he wrote this paper in 2011 called "Unleashing the Potential," and it was about why is England opening data, and one of the primary reasons was helping vulnerable populations. So, anyway, that's just one international person, but there's plenty of Americans that have great ideas as well, absolutely, uh, and including yourself. So. Um, I'm going to close now, and if you, unless you uh, had anything you wanted to add, well, the one bit of advice that I could actually give Ooh, yeah, to folks um, that is really sitting in the same type of chair I am, trying to lead the data effort in the organization, is learn to market. People don't automatically see the value you see in data and really, really learn some creative ways or, and implement some creative ways where you can champion the use of data. Here in the town of Cary, um, we helped establish a data coalition because we are working on a self-service analytics model. So the data coalition meets once a week and we talk about our data needs, what needs to be on the open data portal, what resources people might need for a particular project. Um, so we are really building community with that group internally, which will hopefully help expand our open data footprint. Wow, data coalition. So are, are you, um, uh, and if you're not, that's completely understandable, but are you guys in contact with um, like the NC Data Coalition or any of the uh, or regional, or there's also the, the data coalition at DC. I know they're, they've been doing a lot of mm -hmm. advocate work in, in terms of uh, the Financial Transparency Act. Absolutely, like they are doing good work. Um, but right now, uh, the town of Cary's data coalition is internally. Um, okay. Really, we kind of started with a small group and we're hoping that it, it spreads like wildfire yeah. <laughs> and maybe we can start inviting external folks once it, it gets a little bit larger. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, all right, well, thank you all very much for joining us today for this podcast. Uh, this is currently a monthly series. We're working on uh, making it a uh, uh, twice a month series. So you can expect us once again uh, very soon to share some more stories on effective open data programs. You can stay tuned by subscribing to the Open Datasoft newsletter on our website, www.opendatasoft.com, and by following us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at OpenDatasoft. Uh, or on LinkedIn or Facebook. So thank you, thank you again, and hope to be in touch soon. Thank you so much. It was fun.